Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Deliciously Stella podcast. Um, so things are going to be a little bit different this week because Flick is not here. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologise for the fact that we have not recorded in a very long time. And then I'm going to try and explain myself. So I'm not alone today. Um, I'm actually with my glamorous producer, Julie, but she's not going to talk. I might talk. <laughs> she might talk. Um, but what's likely is that you're just going to have to listen to me warble for as long as I possibly can. Uh, so a lot has changed since you last tuned in. Um, I have moved house. Flick has become an aunt. Flick also has a full-time job, which means she can't be here, which is so sad. Um, I am making a web series. I took to my bed like a Victorian woman last week because I was so worried because guess what? Most of the web series is performed in my pants. Now, I'm not going to spoil what it's about. But you guys should get really excited because it is going to be really good. And if, yeah, if you guys could just watch it, that would be great. Like, that would make me feel really, really good. So I wanted to talk a little bit about body image today because I was really, really worried about performing in my pants. And I normally consider myself a pretty body positive person. Like, I think I've got a reasonable relationship with my body image. But when it came to stripping down, I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Like, what have I done? As I said, I, I took to my bed like a Victorian woman and I, I I wouldn't leave. I couldn't get out. I called my writing partner. I was like, I'm in a well. I'm in a well. I can't get out and I cannot perform in my pants. She was like, it's fine. So she buys me a bottle of tequila. I get there and she's like, we'll just get you really drunk and then you're going to dance. And then, lo and behold, I was Beyonce. I've got a question for you, Bella. Yeah. Did you buy new pants, especially for this occasion? Not only did I buy new pants for this occasion, I wore two pairs of pants because I was so worried because there's, there's this particular move during the episode. I won't spoil it again. And I was very, very worried that I was, I was going to flash someone. And so most of our rehearsals involved me donning these two pairs of pants and doing everything imaginable with my legs to make sure that nobody got an eyeful of gusset. And luckily, it was okay but yeah, that was that was pretty terrifying. Was it a liberating thing to do, Bella? I mean, it's an overused word, but I would definitely say that I felt quite empowered. I would say, I mean, apart from the point where my producer goes, oh my God, at that last bit when you lay on the floor, you really look like a dead carp. I was like, that's what everyone wants to hear. And then the editor goes, oh my God, she's so brave. And like to quote Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer was like, the last thing you ever want to hear when someone takes a picture of you in your underwear is that you are brave. 
there is genuinely nothing worse. Like, oh, she looks slamming or she's such a lull. Like, that's great. She's so brave. Oh God. I was like, of course, of course it's brave. It's brave because I'm not a size zero. Also, how can anyone be a size zero? Like, how can you be nothing? That is insane. I've been looking at something on Instagram today that's really, really annoyed me. And I started to notice a prevalence of some of my favorite snacks reinventing themselves as thins. So you can now buy, you can get Rivita thins. How is a Rivita not thin anyway? It basically tastes like cardboard. And you can buy Oreo thins and McVitie's thins, but they're the same size as a normal packet of biscuits, but the biscuits inside are thinner. But I'm like, if you're me, you're gonna eat the whole packet anyway. So surely them being thinner, that makes absolutely no difference. Like it's it's still a biscuit, like whether or not it's, you know, slightly wafery, that it's absolutely ridiculous. It's made me very angry. I think it's very stupid. What other foods do you think they could reinvent though as thins? I mean, if this is gonna be a trend, surely this, this could lead on to all sorts of craziness. I mean, it could, it really could. So I, I went on a family holiday in Scotland this year and I rediscovered my love of um, Tunnock's tea cakes. Now, I don't know if English people know what they are, but basically they're like a giant marshmallow with a really sort of dodgy, soggy biscuit on the bottom covered in chocolate, and they are delightful. I ate so many. I stopped off on my way. It was on the west coast of Scotland in the middle of nowhere. I stopped off at this weird petrol station called the Green Wellington, and I bought so many Tonics Caramel Liquor Bars and Tonics Tea Cakes. It was so good. Well, I've accidentally uh, created my own version of Thins of those, and I just sat on them. Oh, yeah, no, that does happen as well. <laughs> So I went on I went on one of, one of the strangest family holidays of, of all time. So I, we inherited a timeshare from my grandmother when she sadly passed away a couple of years ago. And we haven't been to this place in Scotland for many, many years. And this year we were like, you know what, we're going to go. It's a free holiday. We'll have a great time. Naturally, the weather was appalling. We were staying in, in some bizarre cottage in the middle of nowhere. I got there and immediately my mum and my sister were having a fight because my sister thought my mum had tried to kiss her on the lips. So my sister and my mum are screaming at each other. My sister's boyfriend's just looking at me, so perplexed. I started laughing so much that I got sent to my room. It was at this point that I realised that my room was in fact a dormitory that I was sharing with my younger brother and sister, who are 21 and 19. So they're in a bunk bed and I'm in a double bed. Apparently it's a family suite. Next door is my other younger sister and her boyfriend in what turns out to be like the presidential suite. You know, I'm in one room, like, you know, orange is the new black. And they're next door, just having it large. I was like, this is how I am seeing in the last days of my 20s. So it's worth mentioning that we really wanted to get a podcast in because I'm turning 30 next week. And I still get sent to my room by my parents. You know, so it was, it was really, it was, it was a holiday of highs and lows. The lows include my dad trying to teach me something about confidence building. So we went out on this boat that my dad has bought that's essentially made out of dust. As soon as anyone gets on it, it capsizes. So we get onto the boat and my dad's like, oh, you just hold on to these two things, which are the sail and the rudder. Like, I'm not an idiot. And he's like, you just hold on to these things. I'll do everything else. I'm like, there's nothing else to do on this boat. I'm in charge. What are you doing? So we sort of like sail out onto the stormy seas. And dad's just saying absolutely nothing. And I'm like, I know what you're doing here. And I'm absolutely terrified. We're going to die. This is the worst thing ever. Like, how does anyone do that for fun? Who sits on a boat of dust in the middle of a loch? Like, I'd just seen a sea otter. 
Yes, great. Wildlife spot of the year. Thank you very much. But also, I see otters dangerous. Was it going to eat me? I don't know. I'm also scared of fish. Why was I on a fishing holiday in the west coast of Scotland? I don't know. This has all the makings of a, like an Agatha Christie murder mystery. It was very much like Death on the Nile. Apart from it would have been set in the only pub that they have. So basically the whole thing is set in this sort of very rundown holiday village that has it's really it's really past its best. So the swimming pool had turned green and um, the tennis court was all rusted and there was this really sad plaque in the swimming pool room that said it had been opened by my grandfather in the 80s. And I was just like, oh my God, how the mighty have fallen. This is bleak. And my cousin's boyfriend turned up and he was like, oh, I can't wait to go and see the complex. Apparently it's you know, like a northern Soho farmhouse. I was like, oh, please, please. There was this really miserable sort of paddock in the middle. And I was like, what? what's that for? Do they have horses here? And the woman was like, oh no, they're dead. Were you self-catering? Oh no, we were self-catering, yeah. My mum made all food in advance but still stressed as if she'd been asked to prepare a banquet every hour of the day. She, all she did was just get cross with us about not being helpful enough. And then when we tried to help, like shoo us out of the kitchen. It was a good holiday, but it was, it was also a bit of an ordeal. Um, I also discovered that my sister's boyfriend holds some pretty strange views. So my sister's boyfriend told me that he believes that Stephen Hawking is in fact dead and that his computer is controlled by the Labour Party to spread left-wing propaganda about the NHS. Now, he came out with this at dinner. I'm a couple of wines in, and I'm like, okay. And I just look round, and I see my sister with her beady eyes on me, and I was like, I'm just going to go next door. And I, I left the table. And afterwards, she was like, thank you so much for not causing a scene. And I was like, I had to leave? I had to leave. And he goes, listen, Bella, it's not that weird. I've spoken to some of my friends from school and they agree, it makes sense. And I was like, you went to Stowe, nobody believes anything you say. Like, this is awful. I mean, it goes without saying, I love my sister's boyfriend. He is truly a wonderful man. But this this latest reveal was just, was all too much for me. All too much for me. I was, I was a day late to the holiday because I'd been at the Edinburgh Festival and I left a day early to return to the Edinburgh Festival. So I managed to survive five days in the wilderness. I went crabbing. I'm scared of crabs, I've also realised. I'm scared of crabs and I don't like killing stuff. So I got very upset whenever when the crabs were in the bucket and they started fighting with each other. I got sad and so I had to keep throwing them back in. I just, it was a very frustrating holiday for my dad, realising that I've become even more sort of London and wet than he possibly could ever have imagined. I'm the least hardy of all of his children. I think he finds it very distressing. <laughs> It was so sad. I really wanted to do an Instagram post where my sister's boyfriend handed me a crab and I made a joke about my sister's boyfriend giving me crabs. But then it turns out that my sister's boyfriend is also afraid of crabs. So we have a video of him handing me crabs using tongs, which made made the crab look a bit less like a crab and sort of killed the joke. To anyone who liked it on Instagram, thank you, I'm very grateful. It, it, was, it was the best joke I came up with last year. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so the second family holiday that I went on this year was a family holiday to Mallorca. And again, my whole family came. My sister's boyfriend came. Um, I was allowed to bring a friend so that I behaved myself because I behaved so badly on our last family holiday. Our last family holiday, I was doing my first ever show at the Edinburgh Festival and I hadn't done any of my press yet. And my plan was to take a couple of days out of the sun every day and send out all my press releases. But my parents had rented the only villa in Mallorca without any Wi-Fi and I had a breakdown. So I'm really, really bad at directions to the point where I find it very difficult to leave the house and know ever where I am. So I would go out in my little car and try and find the internet cafe in the local village. And then I would get lost and my parents would find me sort of like sobbing on a Mallorcan roadside. And it got to the point where my dad was just like, I'll just take her. So every day my dad would drive me from the villa to the local village and would sit in an internet cafe with me while I mainlined gin and tonics at midday and sent out these press releases. Do you know how many press came to see me at Edinburgh that year? None. No one came. I behaved appallingly. I regressed so badly. Like Nothing gives you a mandate to behave like a toddler on pills, like unconditional love. It was awful. And so this year, my parents were like, please bring a friend. Surely if someone is there, you'll behave better. You know, I really think that I did. So things didn't get off to a great start. So we, I went to Gatwick at four in the morning. I'd taken an Ambien, so I was in a really good mood. And I ended up leaving my laptop in security and didn't realize until I'd got to Spain. So I'm at my aunt and uncle's house in Spain and I realized I don't have my laptop. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine because I left it in security in Gatwick Airport. It must be the most secure place in the world. I'll phone them and it'll be there. So I phone Gatwick Airport security and they're like, I'm really sorry, it's really weird, but we don't have it. So hang on, sorry. Can I just interrupt at this point? Yeah. You left it in security and they didn't notice you'd left it in security. No. They're not very secure then, are they? What if they had a timer attached to it and you just left it there? Oh, oh, I said this. Don't worry. So I, I realized I left my laptop. I call, I call every day, three times a day for two days, just going, please God, say you've got it. It must be a lost property. Someone must have handed it in. There's no way. And they were like, don't worry. Nothing gets stolen from Gatwick Airport security. Nothing. It's virtually impossible. And I was like, good. That makes me feel a lot more secure about you know, the safety of the country. Lo and behold, it was stolen from Gatwick Airport security. <laughs> I'd walked off and someone had picked it up. Obviously, we're in an airport in security so he's on cctv he was flying to malaga so they took a picture of his face they had his passport details as soon as he landed back in the country he was arrested um the pc on in charge gives me a call and he was like i'm gonna make your day he's got your laptop still 
And I was like, oh my God, great. And he goes, what do you want to do? And he was like, it's e- easier for everyone involved, I think, if you know, if he just writes you an apology letter and he gives it back. And me being you know, naive and good-willed, I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I have to get a train to Gatwick a week after my holiday, go to Gatwick Police Station, which is under an underpass, like on the motorway. It's a half an hour walk outside the airport. I get there and I've got my laptop and I open it up and it's very clearly been wiped of all information. And so I was like, um, you didn't mention that it had been wiped of all information. And he goes, oh, no, he just said that he wanted to start a new profile so he'd be able to use it. But he did plan to give it back. And I was like, right, OK. And he was like, I'm not very Mac literate, you see. I was like, we don't sound very literate at all, to be honest, because that surely you must realise when a computer has been wiped. Also, he'd removed, I had all, all these stickers on my laptop. Obviously, he'd very clearly cleaned it. It's obviously... Like, not, not a case of mistaken identity, as he claimed. I was like, right, okay, this is a very different story. So I was like, actually, I'm angry now. I'm going to press charges. So he gets his manager downstairs to explain to me more slowly that there's no point in me pressing charges and that nothing, nothing good will come of it. And I was like, I'm not stupid. You don't need to explain it to me more slowly. I'm telling you that I'm angry now and all of my information has been either stolen or destroyed and it's, it's it's a different kettle of fish so I get mansplained so aggressively I then have to go into this police room and give a statement where the man types with one finger like a 500 word statement I was there for approximately two hours I had to give them my laptop which I still don't have because it's now evidence it's absolute madness. And so I spent the whole holiday in an absolute state because my, my major thing is that I always feel like I failed at adulthood and losing my laptop was the ultimate fail for me. I was like, I can't even do that right. I'm so awful. I can't even carry my laptop through security and pick it up at the other end. <laughs> How can this be my life? My parents had rented this villa off Airbnb and it looked like the, the Love Island villa. It was so modern and so glorious. And so my friend Emily and I, who I took on holiday, got so excited about the Love Islandiness that we decided that one night we were going to throw a Love Island themed day. So I don't know if anyone watched Love Island, but if you did, you'll really, you'll really get into this. So Emily and I drove off to a little beach hut and we bought everyone an accessory and we made them each a character from Love Island. We set up a Love Island WhatsApp group. And we sent texts throughout the day to everyone on that WhatsApp group. And every time anyone got a text, they had to jump out of their sun lounger and go, I've got a text! It was truly glorious. So my mum was Marcel. Emily and I were Amber and Olivia. I was Olivia, obviously, the buffest. My sister and her boyfriend were Craig and Camilla. <laughs> and my dad and my brother were Kem and Chris. So we set people tasks throughout the day. So my sister, as Camilla, had to name drop Prince Harry as many times as she could. And people had to ask my mum, who was Marcel, for love advice throughout the day without her noticing. Then the pièce de résistance came in the evening after the coupling up ceremony, during which I obviously coupled up with my dad. Um, after the coupling up ceremony, my dad and my brother did a rap. And I think that they should take some credit for this number one single, A Little Bit Leave It, because they did it. They wrote A Little Bit Leave It. Oh, really? Yeah, it was amazing. It was one of the best, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. When I got up there and I was like, this man has literally been there for me since day dot. He's always had my back, emotionally and financially. Tonight, I'm going to be coupling up with Dad. 
I've had my eyelashes extended and I literally look like Olivia from Love Island. I was ask you about your eyelashes. I wake up looking after, like Bambi. I was going to ask you after the podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up looking like Bambi. I'm glorious at all times. They're very impressive. I know. It's my new thing. I've decided that I'm never going to wear makeup again. I'm just going to get my eyelashes extended. I might consider that. You should. Either that or I'll just have some Botox. Oh, yeah. I've got to the point where some of my friends are starting to get Botox. I mean, yeah, we're all like, we're about to hit 30 and everyone's like, hmm, like, maybe it's not that bad of an idea. I think it's definitely a bad idea. I think my entire career has been built on my ability to have facial expressions. Well, that is why I need Botox because I realise I've now spent, and I am obviously a little bit older than you, I have spent far too many years basically looking at people quizzically thinking, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah. And that's not helped in any way, shape or form on anything around my eye area or my forehead. No, no, my forehead's my problem area as well. Mainly because I just, I look so worried all the time. My default look is the world is ending. <laughs> People are always like, what are you thinking about? I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, just, you know, wow, my life is a shambles, you know, an impending doom. So um, before I went on the first family holiday, I went, to, I went to Edinburgh to go and see lots and lots of comedians at the Edinburgh Festival. And I saw loads of amazing people and it was great. And I was staying at my parents' house, which is a little bit outside of the city. And so one night, my friends and I committed to spend a little bit of money and get an Uber home so we could go on a, a night on the Raz. So we went, we went into town, got a little bit drunk, left at about 2 a.m. I get a call from my brother and he's like, apparently you get a taxi home, can I come with you? And I was like, Yes. Okay. So he tells me where he is. We get in the Uber. We swing by this club called Garibaldi's. I see him outside chirpsing some bird. My friend Emily is having absolutely none of it. She leaves the taxi, crosses the road, grabs him by his ear and drags him and throws him into the taxi. At which point I'm quite drunk and I put in my parents' postcode. I have lived in that house for 29 years and I put the wrong postcode in. We didn't realize we had put the wrong postcode in until we were 45 minutes out the other side of Edinburgh. Bella, that's awful. I live in Haddington. We went to Kilmarnock. Look it up on a map. My Uber cost £112. Obviously, it was my fault, so I had to pay for it. My brother had to get out and go for a wee on an underpass. It was awful, and I made my brother, I swore my brother to secrecy. I was like, please, please just don't tell mum and dad what I've done because they already think I'm useless enough. They can't know. I wake up, it is immediately obvious that mum and dad know what I've done. It's because I bullied my brother so badly that night because I was in a taxi with my friend and he goes, I do remember you. Your hair was slightly longer back then. I was like, who died and made you the biggest pervert in the world? Why are you so disgusting? Why are you so creepy? And then he told my parents that I spent 112 pounds on an Uber and all was even. Disaster. I've just been a sort of a cacophony of disasters. I feel like everything's going to just slot into place when I turn 30 next week. I feel like 30 is going to be my decade. The thir- my 30s are going to be my decade. I'm really looking forward to it. I just kind of want to get there now so I can just say that I'm there. Thank you so, so much for listening to me drone on on my own. Well, slash with me, Julie. Um, <laughs> congratulations, me, Julie, for your first feature on the podcast. Thank you. Kind of you. Me, Julie always refuses to get involved and pretends that she's not here. So I'm very grateful to her for talking to me today. Hopefully next week we will have Flickback. Yay! 
Um, if everyone could comment on my Instagram and say how much they haven't missed her this week, that would make me feel a huge amount better. Um, and next week, we'll be back to normal topics. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at deliciouslystella, or you can email me at deliciouslystella at gmail.com. Yeah, so now I have to go and rehearse in my pants for my web series. Joy of joys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.